So today's episode was inspired by a situation that happened on Sunday. It is now Monday. Oh, I guess it was yesterday. My husband and I went for a five-mile walk, and what we do is we walk our dog in the morning, and we try to make it a really long walk, and we, we stop at our local coffee house so that we can sit and have a coffee and hang out on the patio and chat. And I went inside to get the coffees because Wesley was with us, our pup, so he needed to stay outside. So I went inside and got the coffees, and when I walked back out, there was a lady standing there talking to my husband. You know, I'm an energy reader, I'm a facial expression reader, I'm intuitive, I'm kind of in touch with feelings and things, and immediately I was like, oh, this is a a good situation. I don't know what's happening here, who this lady is, but this is nice. I did ask myself, well, who is she? Because I'm like, I wonder who this lady is. Is it a friend of his mother, or is it someone that he used to work for? My husband's in construction, could it be someone that sells a particular product. I didn't know who it was, but I just knew that the conversation felt light to me. So I just settled myself down into my chair. And I think he introduced me and I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And we just started chatting. And the cool thing about this was, you know, there's so much yucky going on in the world right now. There's so much division. This was a spirit that came into our lives that morning to share love. And it was so nice. It was so refreshing. I mean, just interacting with her made me feel good. It was just nice. We had just this love in the in the respect of universal love, like spiritual love, just bouncing back and forth between us. And it was really pleasant. And at one point I said to her, hey, why don't you have a seat? You know, no reason to stand there. Pull up a chair and sit down and chat with us. She's someone I could have chatted with for a very long time. She was very interesting. And we just were having fun. Well, at the end of the conversation, she said, oh, you know, I just wanted to thank you for allowing me to talk to your husband. And I'm going to paraphrase how she worded this because I don't really remember, but it was something to the effect of, you know, women don't typically like that when they walk up and they see their husband talking to another woman. And I laughed and I said, oh, yeah, I, I understand that situation. And, you know, no problem at all. Just you're welcome. You know, he's welcome to do what he wants to do. And it's been a pleasure speaking to you. So this gave me some food for thought because I was like, you know, she's so right. She's so right. She's so right that there are times when I have been talking to a male person and the significant other wife, girlfriend walks up and doesn't like it. I don't think it would take a Einstein to notice when a woman is displeased with you talking to her partner They have facial expressions, they kind of turn their back to you, they fidget, they do other things, they, you know, you might ask them a question and they're short and terse with you, there's a tone involved. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you've experienced this, you're all shaking your head yes, going, "Mm mm-hmm, I know. And this could happen both ways too, male, female, or even if you're female, female, or male, male. So after that, I thought about it, I was hanging out with that in my mind, I thought, gosh, this will make a really, really great episode Because there's something that I've learned in my life, and that is that my partner is not mine. I'm letting that sink in for a second, because some of you might be like, what do you mean? What do you mean he's not mine? Well, the thing is, is that we can never own somebody. It is not our job to own our person. They might be ours on the spiritual journey. They might be our partners. We might have said some vows, and we feel spiritually connected to them, but we can never own another human being. Wouldn't that be slavery? 
Now that's going to be a shocking statement for some of you because we do feel like they are ours. That's my man. That is my woman. And nobody else gets to talk to them or threaten me in such a way. Most of you know that I went through a spiritual awakening many, many years back, 12 years back or so, when my life just fell apart. It was a complete disaster and I was at my absolute wit's end and I had no choice but to to give it to God, to spirit, to universe, to surrender, to to just get quiet and follow the path, follow the signs, follow my inner guidance. In doing that at the same time, I did a lot of spiritual study, a lot, and I was wide open. The pain was so great that I just needed relief. I needed an answer. I needed tools that could help me feel better. And the results of all that were a spiritual awakening where I just saw things differently. I was just in a kind of a different arena. doesn't mean I'm better than anybody or less than anybody. It just means we're all at different stages of our spiritual journeys. And what that did for me was wake me up to a new truth in life. I would never call myself enlightened because I don't feel like the great masters of enlightenment are. I mean, I, I still am attached to certain things and have issues and struggle at times, but I, I will say I have found an easier way to do life that feels better in serving for me that just embodies peace because that's really what I was looking for in my journey is that I just needed peace. I remember just saying to God, I just need peace. I just need peace. I digress a little bit, but I think that's important in what I'm about to tell you because the results of going through that spiritual awakening healed me so much. It healed my inner psyche, my wounds. It healed false beliefs. It healed all kinds of things that I had, attachments, identities, roles, just all kinds of things I had going on inside me that was bringing situations to me that were not serving to me. And what I learned in that time was that when I had my own self-worth, when I knew my value, I was far less attached, even pretty much unattached. I don't want to say that 100%, but I do not have jealousy, um, feeling like someone's going to steal my man. Now, part of that is because I do trust my partner because at this stage in the game, I wouldn't be with a person that I couldn't trust. I can feel his essence. I can feel his morality. I can feel his values. But also I know that dynamics and relationships can bring out different things in people. So I cannot solely count on that for the rest of my life. I can't just be like, oh yeah, he's this type of guy, so we're fine. I never have to do any work and or he doesn't have to do any work in our relationship. It's it's a slam dunk. I don't believe relationships are ever a slam, slam dunk. I believe that we have to put work and energy into them and heal and grow together because partners who grow together stay together. What happened for me is that I lost attachment to thinking that this person was mine because I knew this person has a choice at any step along the journey to come or to go. And I gave my husband that freedom from the moment I met him. He was recovering from a breakup that really hurt him. It was very hard for him. And we talked a lot about that, a lot about that. Well, at one step in the journey, I felt like it was unfinished for him. And I actually said to him, not once, not twice, probably about three or four times over a span, a period of time, maybe over a year or two, you know, just if it came up, 
I said to him, you know, if you ever need to reach out to her and talk to her and get some resolution and get some answers or ask why something happened, whatever you need, I'll back you 100%. You get to go do that. You have the freedom to go clean up your past if you need to. Now, he always said, no, he didn't. But that didn't stop me from saying it if I felt like there was something undone. Number one, I want a whole man. I want a man that is here for me, a partner, okay? Because I don't want to make this about male, female. I want a partner that is cleaned up, has, has done some work, and is free to be him. And if I'm holding them in a cage, that person is not free to do them. Now, I will say, likewise, he has been this way with me. If I need to talk about something or process through an event of the past that came up, he doesn't get jealous or weirded out. He sits in it. He listens to it. He offers some his insight to it. We don't have that wrapped up in each other that we own each other. Now, we, of course, are a romantic slash sexual relationship. He is my partner, but I view us more like spiritual littermates. And I don't mean siblings like any sort of gross way, but I mean, we feel like a team. We feel like compadres. We feel co-joined, but also independent because so many of us are incredibly attached to our partner in a way that is to prove our worthiness and ability to be loved all the time. We have this feeling that this person is for us only, and they're not. They're a child of God. They're here on this planet to spread love, to heal, to grow, and to share their gifts and talents to make a better world. That doesn't mean they are here exclusively for you to make you feel like you matter and that you are worthy. When we put that type of pressure, because that is pressure, y'all, when we put that type of pressure on our partner, whether it be aggressive, passive aggressive, or passive, it is pressure. Now, the reason why I bring those up, passive or passive aggressive, is because when we hint or make faces or pout or whatever it is we're doing, do not for a minute think that your partner thinks it's any better because it comes out in a less aggressive way. It still feels like control. It still still feels like manipulation. And it still feels like they can't be full expressions of who they are. If my I had walked out and my husband was talking to a supermodel, a beautiful woman, I would have had the same reaction rather than it being someone, I don't know how old this lady was, you guys, and it's really hard to tell with people. She appeared older than we are, but I wouldn't go as far to say she could be our mother because that would be around 80 or something, and I don't, I don't think she was that old. But if somebody had walked up that was younger and prettier and sexier and whatever, I would have had the same reaction. Why? Because I want my husband to feel free. Now, some of you might say, well, what if he chooses her over you? What if he thinks these thoughts and thinks this? Well, that's not for me to rule or to govern. 
If he's got those things going on, that's for him to handle in his own mind, in his own heart. Now, if for some reason he was displaying that and being inconsiderate or rude, or I picked up on the energy that there was something else going on, then that might be my job to address, to say, hey, you know, I kind of noticed you changed a little bit. What was that all about? I might do that. However, if I notice that he's just being him, he's just being his beautiful, authentic self with this person, who am I to shut him down? Most importantly, I don't want that to me. I don't want someone doing that to me. I want to live a fully expressed version of myself. Me and two of my brothers, we are very, very similar to my mom. My mom would hug a stranger. My mom would buy candy bars to give to the bag boys back way in the 70s when they were sure to take your cart out. She'd buy a candy bar and then she'd slip it in his smock. She had a homeless guy, Steve, that she would sit with every Friday at a coffee shop. Every single Friday she met him there and and bought him breakfast. My mom was extremely loving. My little brother at eight years old, was in the train station in Nogales, Mexico. It's on the it's a border town here where people would load the train to go into Mexico and my oldest brother was was doing a foreign exchange things in Mexico and my little one was I don't even know, he had been 6, maybe 8, standing there talking to a bunch of strangers, Mexicans, people that don't speak English, chatting away, just blabbing away and they're smiling. My mom speaks Spanish, so she was paying attention to the conversation and they're just having a blast with this kid. Same thing with me. I I like to talk to people. I like to get to know people. So if someone tried to shut that down in me, they're actually cutting off a piece of my spirit, a piece of my personality, and that would not feel good to me. So in wrapping up what I'm trying to say to you guys, when we give our partners complete personal freedom to be full expressions of who they are as children of God, as personalities, as love walking on this planet, they are going to appreciate you, connect with you, and love you even more deeply because you're not trying to control them. You're not trying to cut them off at the knees. You're not trying to say this and this and this is okay, but this isn't. Now, you know that I'm talking about jealousy and insecurity, which I need to touch on this before I close up this episode, is the reason why we are that way, where we want to keep them to ourselves, is because we believe that somebody else has something better than we do. We don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe that they truly fell in love with all of us. We don't believe that we're worthy of that kind of love. So we're always going to believe that somebody better might come along. And if they're giving their attention elsewhere, this could be an indicator that we're going to lose that source of love. And if you're struggling in that area, I definitely 100% do not judge you. You guys know that by now. I've been there. I've been the jealous person. I've been the insecure person. I've had a lot of cheatings ons. I've had a lot of backstories of pain in my life, which affected the way I was showing up in relationships. So this is not a judgment, nor am I saying I'm better than you because I'm not. I'm just saying where I'm at in my particular journey. But knowing this now, like I didn't even know that I was taking away from my people when I was acting like that. I didn't even realize how much I was giving to my partner now by giving him freedom. 
I didn't realize how profound it was until this moment when I really pondered that. And I thought, gosh, this is a huge thing. And how much freedom he gives me. I coach men. I coach some good looking dudes. And we're up here in my office by ourselves. And my husband doesn't say a word. He leaves the house and goes to his job and does what he's doing. He He's like, I I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold you back that way, honey. I'm not gonna think that there's something going wrong. But once again, this is not to say that if there is something that's strange or amiss, that you don't need to address that. I do want you to address that. You need to address that to build your self worth, your self esteem. If you do indeed feel that there was something kind of funky about that, a lot of people talk to me about have been being have been being cheated on. I don't even know how to say that. A lot of people have spoken to me about have been cheated on. (laughs) I don't know how to say this. And so I'm just going to keep going. And I said, did you know? They're like, oh yeah, I knew. I could tell. No matter how good he was or she was, I could tell. I said, exactly. So don't put that on your person prior to that feeling. Trust that you will know if something crappy is amiss. You will know because you are connected to universal energy, my friends. People can't, we can't hide energy. I tell people this all the time. Your vibe don't lie. And that works in all different areas on our, in our lives. It also works in the area that we're going to pick up on things that are happening around us. Even if it's just like a little, my, my sister-in-law calls it her, um, her antenna raises, like whoop, that little antenna on top of her head's like something's amiss. When your antenna raises, it is okay to investigate, but it's important to ask yourself, am I just being fearful or was that really my intuition? Was that really my guidance trying to tell me something? In closing, what I, what I want you to understand is that when you give your partner complete personal freedom to be and do who they are, you're going to build a deeper connection, a stronger sense of loyalty, And you're going to matter to them even more because it's something that maybe they've never had in their life. And as a partner, you're probably going to stand out as even shinier and brighter than any other partners of their past because you are giving them an extra extension of love and freedom that they may have never felt before. You guys all completely rock. You know I love you and you know I believe in you. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and got something from it today. If you've noticed that you do have some deep wounds and you are functioning from a place of shame, unworthiness, self-protection, insecurity, losing yourself in relationships, check out the process I have online called Self-Love to Soulmate Masterclass. This is a one-on-one coaching experience with me. It's a six-week private coaching experience where I give you six modules, six worksheets, and we meet once a week for a 90-minute Zoom meeting or in-person if you're in my area. And we go through these modules and what we do is we rebuild the foundation that you are functioning from in your relationships. Whether you're in one now, you've been married for 20 years, you're just meeting somebody, you're single, or you're just casually dating. If you've noticed this pattern in you, there is only one way to heal this. We can't go around it. We can't have a shortcut. We can't fake it. None of those things work long term to get us what we deeply desire, 
which is a reciprocally loving and connected relationship where we can feel safe and secure. We do that by learning to love ourselves first. And we do that in the Self-Love to Soulmate Masterclass. You can find that on my website at kristenbrown.org. Kristen is K-R-I-S-T-E-N, brown, like the color, dot org. All right, everybody, until next time, remember, you matter. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe and share. If you're listening on iTunes, you can give a big thanks by leaving a five-star rating and review. If you'd like to explore coaching plans, other products, and free resources, go to kristenbrown.org. Until next time, everyone, remember to go love yourself.